our feet in and we can gain our footage to prepare to propel ourselves to new heights. So tonight, of course, is our first session in our new season. Um, As you all know, because when my life got busy, I couldn't do the shows on a regular basis anymore. So every now and then, I will do special shows such as tonight. Uh, Our first session will target side chicks and their newfound fame and all the memes out there and things that you're seeing everywhere. We're going to talk about the actual experience of dealing with and or being the side chick. So sometimes the side chick's love goes sideways. And uh, how does that old adage go? The original partner's trash becomes someone else's treasure. But in this case, the original partner's trash becomes the side chick's trash. The only difference is that the side chick is willing to handle and accept the mess. If you have a story you want to share, join our conversation. It's time to talk about it and then walk into a new healing journey. It's time for you to let go of the cream of the crap. Now enjoy the cream of the crop. It starts with self-love and healing. And of course, on our legal front, the comments and opinions are that of the show guests, callers, and the hosts. They do not represent the Wall Foundation, Inc., or Healing Through Hurt, iTalk Radio, or its representatives. And with that said, before I bring on my uh, longtime social media friend, uh, Debbie Mancini, she's going to be joining our conversation uh, this evening. I want to give a special shout out to the people and places who were our largest uh, listeners for this past week. Shout out to the United States of America, Canada, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Spain, Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, Zimbabwe, Libya, um, India, China, South Korea, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Malaysia. And with that said, we're going to jump into our conversation because I know that Debbie has a busy evening and I'm not feeling my best. So we're going to talk about the side chick saga and where we go from this point on. So Debbie, hello, hello (laughs) again. And thank you so much for agreeing to be here on our program. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you at this point. Uh, And one thing is that, uh, as I said, Debbie has a lot going on where she is. So, again, these shows are live. They're unscripted. You all know that. I never do scripted shows. So we may have a little bit of hold on a second or we may have some (laughs) other technical difficulties. But, listen, it's the point is that we're going to share with you this evening. We're going to let you know. We're going to put our faces to this issue because so many of us have experienced it. And fellas, we know you've experienced something like this too. So I just want to let you know that this show is for you as well. Uh, Welcome to all of our guests in the call query. Thank you for being here. If you want to be on air, you can press the number one on your phone and I will bring you on air or you can just sit back and listen to the discussion because right about now, this country as a whole, we need to do a lot of healing. 
and homes are being broken and people are being broken because of this one small issue. So with that said, Debbie, um, welcome. Like I said, thanks so much for joining me for this conversation. I enjoyed listening to your story and, um, there are pieces of your story that, of course, I can re- that resonate with my story. So let's, let's give it out a different Let's dig those stilettos in, right? <laughs> yeah. Dig those stilettos in, baby. Um, so thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I want to, uh, for a, just a hot minute, to go back to where you said, you know, one person's trash becomes the, uh, the side chick's trash. And just a little been on that that I have uh, taken to is that a narcissist, which most of these men and women who cheat and uh, pull you into their webs are, and I know that's overused right now, but it is when it's true, it's true. So a narcissist does not change what they do. They merely change who they're doing it to. So if you are a side chick and you're watching what that man is doing to his current or ex, that will be you. It's almost a guarantee. Um, Now, when I was the side chick, I didn't know I was. I bought a story hook, line, and sinker that he was separated from his wife. Um, I was openly dating this man. And I'm what you call somewhat of a Pollyanna. I believe the best in everyone. And so... If I wouldn't do something, I wouldn't believe that that was being done by someone else, certainly not to me, because I'm nice, I'm kind. Why would you do that to a kind-hearted person? Narcissists seek out, period. They're not going for anyone other than a nice person who's going to buy their story, if they're selling you a story. If it's a side chick that is weaseling her way in just because she wants to bust up a marriage and have something to hold on a trophy to hold over her head. That's a whole different story. I'm not part of that group, but I can tell you this. If you find out that you are a side chick and you are continually told stories, I kept buying the stories, these little bits of information that I was finding out and questioning, honestly, hey, what up with this? I was either sold another bill of goods, or if I kept questioning, like, yeah, that doesn't sound right, because I'm a very factual person in what I do for a business, and I also write children's books, so I'm very much into just being honest, right? And so I'm I'm questioning, and the more I would question with facts and say, no, that just doesn't sound right, and I wasn't arguing, I was truly just questioning, then I was controlled with his anger because he knew I didn't want anger. I'm not a, I'm not a combative person. So I wasn't going to fight back. I was just going to shut up. And that's where the real trouble began for me because then he just, the abuse started. And it didn't just start with me. It started with the children as well because children see what's going on. They hear what's going on. No matter how much you want to hide it from them, they are not stupid. And so they begin questioning and they begin being abused as well. And um, the fact that we actually were married, um, and I began finding clues that there were other women, and I actually followed him places, knocked on doors when he was in there. Couldn't believe I had the gumption to do that. 
But thank God I did. What was I going to do when the girl answered the door? I didn't know. But I let it play out. And most of these women did not know there was a wife. They were being told a story, too. There was only one that knew there was a wife and didn't care. She wanted the prize anyways. And she ended up with the prize until the prize realized she didn't have what he needed was money. Her soon-to-be ex-husband was the one with the money, and he dumped her because she wasn't getting anything. So the side chicks are really inheriting problems. And they're not all crowned queen. So they're not getting something else, you know. I mean, hey, I wouldn't care if I was crowned queen. I don't want this. But apparently that is okay for some women, or at least one. So, again, if you're questioning in your mind, and I have had the women who came after me, call me, reach out to me, text me, ask to meet me, crying, am I crazy? I'm thinking this. And my comments to them are, look, if you are looking for validation, you've got it. I don't need to go into detail. And my details were too horrific for me to relive anyways. I went through some pretty serious PTSD, and um, I didn't want to relive them. But I just said, you have validation. You're not crazy. If you are doubting, you have reasons. He used to tell me all the time, you are so jealous. Now, as an adult woman, I had never been called jealous before. I'm not a jealous person. I want you to have the best of everything. And if you have something that I think I would want too, I'm going to see how I can also have that. But over here, not what you have. (laughs) So I'm not that person at all. But he used to tell me I was jealous. You're jealous. You're jealous. And I used to say, well, no, I'm suspicious. There's a difference. And then, of course, a narcissist is very good at selling you why you're crazy. And I thought I was crazy until I really had solid proof. And um, I can tell you this, family and friends did not like this man, period. His own family didn't. His own mother said to me one time, I don't know what you're doing with him. He's never been honest to a woman in his life ever. What makes you think you're so special? And, of course, being the dumb Pollyanna that I was, I am special. He loves me. Yeah, okay. Pay attention to what your family and friends and certainly his are telling you. You know what it did to me? Stupid as it is, it endeared him more to me. I'm an empath. Oh, this poor man. Why do they think that of him? He's awesome. Because he was on show for me, right? He wanted to win me over, and he did, obviously. So I just thought they all had issues. What do they know? They don't know the real him. I do. Pay attention to what people are saying around you. Your, your friends and your family want you to be happy and safe. If they're all in the same arena, something's wrong. Pay attention. You know, my, my line is always, you know, antenna up. Tune in to what's going on around you. Like my antenna was down so much because I was so busy focused on him and the kids and the business and blah, 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 wasn't focused on anything that I should have been focused on for me. So once my antenna went out, tuning in to stuff all over the place and, and turning over rocks and finding reality that I just, just was too busy living what I thought was a happy life. And it wasn't. 
So even if you are yeah. not purposefully the side chick, you're the side chick, like it or don't. I mean, I remember saying to him, how could you t- tarnish my reputation like that? <laughs> I mean, I was just loving you, you know? And how could you do that to another human being? Right. I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't wrap my brain around that. I couldn't wrap my heart around that. How could you even, how could you think that's okay? You know, I mean, you take my money, you take my stuff, you take this, but it tarnished my reputation. People thought it was a, a whore. Look at her with this other one's wife. And there was always a story about why and, and how. And I, the stories were so, so real. So, I mean, I just bought them. I bought them. But, you know, he caught me at a very vulnerable time in my life. My other marriage had, had died. My sister had died. My life was a mess. And he, right. was, he doted. He doted, he doted, he doted. So I heard what I wanted to hear, plain and simple. And so once that was over, which was almost 20 years, believe it or not, um, it was like 19. Um, once that was over, I spent a whole lot of time by myself not dating mm-hmm. because I knew I needed to heal and I needed to heal inside and out and I needed to trust again. And it wasn't so much because my girlfriends were like, Oh, you'll never not trust another man ever. And I said, it's not the men I don't trust. It's me. It's my ability to, it's my discernment. Like, is that a good person or not? I don't know. I don't trust myself to know. So right. I spent Seven years. Just, you know, I mean, I I uh, went on a date here. I went on a date there. No, 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 no. There's no, there was no relationships. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. And I did not trust myself to believe anything. Um, and I needed, I needed to be able to believe myself again. And I was busy repairing my business, too, because... I mean, he he broke me. This man moved into my house. I had my dream home in the dream area that was almost paid for and on and on and on and on. I was ready to retire. And I ended up with nothing. I didn't have a nickel and a dime to rub together. I was homeless with two kids. So I was in my mid-50s. So it was a struggle to bounce back. And um, did I want to? No, I wanted to give up and go down on a ball of flames in a gutter somewhere, but I had two kids looking at me like, what are we going to do? He left them. Right. Moved 600 miles away. Never hasn't seen them in 12 years. Reality is it's the best thing he could have ever done. Yeah. But holy heck was that difficult. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I stayed and I focused on rebuilding my businesses, taking care of my kids, getting them counseling because they were really hurt. And really damaged and uh, they're fine I'm fine and you know my business is back and <coughs> excuse me um, you you have to take the time um, yep I'm now in a, in a relationship with an awesome human being that I never thought I'd do that again ever and I was okay with that I'm not a man hater you know I had the best daddy on the planet I have an amazing son and I've got great male friends but 
I didn't want one. <laughs> Thanks anyways. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we when actually I leave, have a caller. So we have a caller that's waiting now. <clears throat> and we're just getting okay. started. So caller, thank you so much for joining in. Um, we don't pre-screen. So hopefully, let's see what we have here. Caller 6606. Let me see if I can get you. You got Hello. me on. You got me on. How you doing? Hi. Okay. Good. How are you? Okay. I've got some layman's advice for the woman who had um, problems with the last boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Naturally, all of us, <clears throat> we all have baggage that we carry from our past relationships into our present relationships. It is mm-hmm. a, um, it's a natural thing. I, have, mm-hmm. I used to say, don't do that, but that's not really realistic because if you've got two or three bad situations um, in the past, you're going to be on the lookout for the next one. Now, here's my layman's mm-hmm. advice for anybody, not just her. She mm-hmm. seems to have bounced back to have gotten a good guy. Yeah. I recommend that since you did say you didn't know how to trust yourself, this would be helpful for those who, who are in the same situation. You take okay. out a piece of paper, okay, when you're about to get into a, a relationship or if you want to do it prior to the feelings of uh, they're being strong, and you put that on the piece of paper with your partner, what you like about each other, what you don't like about each other, your boundaries, Mm-hmm. What are your deal breakers? Beautiful. And you also take out, uh, you write down certain scenarios that may or may not happen, and you ask each other, how do you plan on handling these? Now, the reason I do that is so it's not it's clinical. It takes the emotion out of it. If you're just about to enter the relationship and you're feeling like he or she is very good, very compatible, but you're not quite in love yet, because when you're in love, <laughs> your heart gets broken. But if you can do this and um, the person violates your boundaries, you'll feel hurt, but you'll be able to bounce back uh, sooner. And I also have a question about your description page, but I'll, I'll wait until you, uh, you guys respond to what I said and see if you, make, if you think it makes sense. Okay. You, you want to take this, Debbie, or do you want me to answer first? Go ahead. Um, thank you so much, first and foremost, for calling in. I love it when gentlemen call into the show because this is a show that's all-inclusive, and we want to hear all sides of the story. Um, when you said to sure. get that piece of paper and do all of that, don't you, do you think, and this is for both of you, I guess, that sometimes I think that when we see that person, we are attracted. I think that we get pulled in by the attraction instead of us doing just what you said, get to know that person. That means get to know them um, spiritually, physically fight and we're not necessarily physically off the box, but sit down, do that piece of paper. What is it about me that attracted you to me truly? You know, if they can be true and honest about that. And then, you know, if this scenario happens, what are you bringing to the table? Because a lot of times uh, males and females, I will put it out there. Some women that I know, they're like, well, I want this top shelf guy, but you can only afford a can of cheap tuna. So the bottom line is that what are you bringing to the table? What if times get hard? What can you do to help maintain the roof over our head, the food on our table, the the utilities? What are we bringing when a lot of times we as women, we do, we'll move that person in and then 
we convince ourselves so many times that, oh, well, they'll change. Or, you know, yeah, they're going through this, but, you know, they're here and there's security because, you know, uh, the kids have someone to look up to, but not really if they're mistreating each other. So I do believe that um, some uh, vessel for communication and getting to know that person is paramount in the grand scheme of things. I do agree with that. Now, I would keep that paper and say, like you said, boundaries. It's like, you know, first of all, let's check off one, two, and three. You weren't honest about that. And then you've broken these boundaries a million times. But let me ask you this to the caller. Um, If you've done this with other people, with um, um, other significant others in your lives or past relationships, what do you do? Um, I know that we as women, a lot of times we rule with our hearts and not with our heads, and we end up making up excuses and trying to maybe tomorrow will be better. But if it's happened to you where they've not been true to what you discussed and those boundaries, how do you as a, as a, as a, a gentleman handle that? Well, here's how I would. Firstly, you have to have them agree to the boundaries, okay? So that means this love language between, um, you know, men and women, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and that goes out the window. You understand English? Good. (laughs) I don't want to hear you saying to me later on, oh, I thought you meant F that, okay? Put down the boundaries. You have him or her agree to it. Now, the boundary is the most important part of the entire paper because if they're agreeing to it, knowing in advance what they're supposed to do, but yet they violate them. Now, to me, you'd be surprised how fast my feelings for somebody can drain. If you violate my, uh, my boundaries, knowing what they are, then I know you're a liar or you're, you're emotionally unstable in some way. Now, I might want to help you if everything else about you is nice, good, moral, you have integrity. But if you're too much to handle and you continue to do this, you're annoying the piss out of me, and you know you're doing it. Right. You've got to go. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Absolutely. If yep. I can chime in here, I love this idea. I didn't do this on paper, but I did do this verbally. We had lots of talks, the person that I am with now, in the very beginning, and I was very open. I still am very open. And I said to him, you know, one of the things he loves about me, you're such a nice person. And I said, I am. And my goal in life was to make sure that my ex did not destroy that because I like that about me. I like being a nice guy. I didn't want that man to destroy that. It would have been very easy for me to go, nope, hate you all. But I don't. I don't have hate in my heart, right? So I It was about building trust in myself and how do I do that. Now, I had a therapist that worked with me through this, and I remember talking to her when I first started dating this man, and she said, I told her about an issue that came up, and she said, how did you handle it? And I told her, I said, I I told him that that was just unacceptable, and she said to me, you're an ass. Here's why. And she, like, made me own the fact that I turned that into something. Now, I don't want to be that person either. I don't want to be the person that's turning nothing into something. So I learned through her how to work through these things, and I talked to him about it. I said, I have to apologize to you. 
I believe I made it. It was brought to my attention by my therapist. I believe I made an issue out of this, but this is the part about you said, you mentioned baggage earlier. And this is the part that, as you said, you can't help but have it. After you get to be a certain seasoned age, you have baggage. But here's the beautiful thing that I learned with this gentleman is that you can have someone love you and help you unpack that baggage full way. It's okay. But you both have to want to, right? If you're dealing with someone, as you said, that's just pissing you off because she's just an aggravator, well, bye-bye. But if you have someone that truly does want this relationship to be something and go somewhere and and last as long as it, it's going to last, then you have to have somebody that's willing to say, let me help you unpack that baggage because yeah, but you, you said something. You said yeah. two important words. One was want and the other one was if. You have to want to. Now, if Correct. the other person doesn't want to or because of the baggage or because one thing I learned either last year or the year before, there's a thing called NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. And yep, it's not just yep. about the ordinary narcissism that people are familiar with. It's about right. people who will entrap you for the specific reason of breaking your heart. You've got to be wary of that. So they will do everything in their power to make you think, ooh, this guy, this girl yep. is terrific. And the other word is yep. if, because that's the biggest word in the English language. Yep. And how do you do the ifs, right? You don't right. know until you – you said you talked with your, uh, your, your current boyfriend. Correct. You may have had, let's say, four or five or six talks over the course of a, a week or two, but you mm-hmm. two may have misunderstood each other, may have forgotten some of the elements. So that's why I recommend uh, writing it down. Writing and, it down is uh, a beautiful idea. And I, yeah. and I now yield the floor. <laughs> oh, well, I really appreciate you calling in, and your input was really valuable. Um, I do have one person that I know that is a female that is in my life who is the person who um, had her heart broken by someone so badly that she spent 20 years, the last 20 years of their marriage, making them pay for it. And, of course, they're no longer married. And every human being that she has been with ever since then, her goal was simply to break their heart first. That is a sad human being. And I tried to talk to her as a friend. But I believe that that just needs counseling more than I'm qualified for. So, but that's that person that you referred to, the person that will get into a relationship specifically to yeah. to break your heart. That's just, and they're out there, and and it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a syndrome of hurt people hurt people. They're hurt. Right. They're gonna hurt you. Right. Um, exactly. Now, I don't know how much time we have left. I'd like to talk about the description page. You wrote something or somebody wrote something that I'm not quite um, understanding. Maria, that must have been you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Now let me get back to the description page. Let me read it. Something about the side check. Uh, Original, yeah. Sometimes a side chick's love goes sideways, and the original partner's trash becomes a side chick's trash. Can you explain that? You know how the old adage says that one person's trash is another one's treasure? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in this case, a lot of times, when the side chick feels as though, side chick, side person, whomever it is, feels as though they have won, 
Um, we hadn't even gotten into my particular story where um, my – hold on a second. I hear some static somewhere, so hold on I was one second. Yeah, That's probably ask me. I'm going to put now. myself on mute. Probably my app. Oh. That's always me. I know it's me. Oh. I'm going to put myself on mute right now. You should, you should Maria? Not here static in about one second. Yes. Maria, yes. I am going to have to bug out of here because we've got static, right? I'm sorry. I, I tell bad dad jokes and I'm not a dad. Um, I am going to have to bug out of here for tonight, but you and I talked about maybe doing uh, another show when when I could dedicate more time. I would love to do that. Great. Okay. Well, enjoy your evening and caller. Please Thank stay you on so the line because you and I are going to get into the other half of that and what exactly that means. So, um, Debbie, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining me in, uh, joining in tonight. Um, okay. So, caller, uh, the, the example was, I think that you had heard Debbie had started talking first, but before I got into my situation, I was you know, a much older seasoned person before I had my first experience dealing with a side hoe, chick, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was married. And to be honest, my now ex-husband lives a couple yards away in the house of um, the neighbor that he had an affair with, one of his lady friends. And um, they're now living in her deceased parents' house. Um, They moved back when the parents died about two years ago. Uh, They moved back. Um, in this time, I mean, I knew what she had, and uh, if people, my longtime listeners, they knew that um, I knew when I discovered that he wasn't the person that I thought he was, he had to go, and he obviously misread me as a human being, and he thought that I was going to be an easy mark or a target, but um, I came up by, I'm a daughter of a narcissistic mother, and then she gave birth to a narcissistic brother who then, you know, I was abused and all of that coming up. So I was like, no, this is not going to happen. I was already broken. And with him, um, he tried, I tried to make things work and do all of that. And um, when we were separated, we were separated, living totally different lives when we were in the middle of our divorce, albeit still under the same roof. Um, uh, he got very comfortable. He is a narcissist, um, a narcissistic sociopath to be exact. Um, but he, uh, he told me about the neighbor and, you know, people, this is 2023. He told me this, we got divorced in 2010 and he's, had plans to live in the big house and somehow the father got sick. Then a couple months later, mommy died and here they come moving into the big house. So he's living his best lie in the big single family home with the land. And, and um, he always wanted me to invest in the Ford F-150 for him. I'll never forget that. And I was like, I'm not buying you a cell phone. I'm not buying you a truck. You're supposed to be supporting this marriage and this and that you're, you're a contractor, you're making good money. What's the problem. But at that time I was also helping him build his business and he was doing well, but in the end, to make a long story short, um, he said that, you know, he didn't really like 
he doesn't like the neighbor. He's not attracted to her, but she is controllable. And she will sit and let him do what he wants, and he will be able to get what he wants. And I guess maybe he thought he was boasting about it to me or waiting for me to jump up and cry and want to try to keep him. But no, none of that happened. And, um, you know, fast forward again, you know, he kept playing the the um, contractor. I'm a big time contractor, but I knew the truth in the end, because when I stopped um, promoting his business and being his business coach, everything went out the window. Um, she helped him get that Ford F-150. It was repossessed. And then from what I understand, I was doing an investigation for something else. And I came across um the PPP loans and saw that he had multiple fraudulent PPP loans. So I guess he repurchased the repossessed truck. And then about two, three weeks ago, darned if it wasn't repossessed again. Um, and, but she got him another car um, and he rides around in that being a big time contractor and she sits home all day. And um, if she goes out, her sister may come to get her or she um, borrows her sister's car for a little while, but she's home and he can do whatever he wants. And um, nothing's changed. He's still the person that he always was. And, but he has that woman who's willing to give him whatever he wants just to keep that warm body in her cold bed. So that's the example when I say that um, sometimes these women, they think that they're getting the cream of the crop when they're just getting the cream of the crap, because more times than not, this man is going to run the same game on the sidekick, the side chick who's now the main chick that they ran on the wife or long-term partner. So that's when I said that person's trash is just the other person's trash. The difference is, and, you know, the neighbor is a classic example. She's willing to put up with his lies. So he's living his best lie at her expense in a house that he can't afford. In other words, okay. So let me see if I got you right. When you're saying the original partner's trash, you're talking about the uh, the headaches that your husband was giving you, and now he's got a sidekick, and now he's giving her the same kind of headaches? He's running the same game. So he's not a good person. He doesn't really have expanding job. He's a con man. Let's put it that way. So the con and everything has gone to someone who is willing to put up with it. She gave him that F-150. That's what I I wasn't. You know what I mean? So when the money runs out, um, he'll probably run out too. You know what I'm saying? But right now he's living in his house. When I read that, when you're talking about the original partner's trash, I'm thinking that the original partner's trash um, is the sidekick. And then the next no. the line, yeah. I'm saying, becomes the sidekick's trash. I'm saying, how can the sidekick become the sidekick's trash? So what you're talking right. about are the uh, the bad qualities of the original partner right. now being Correct. assumed, okay, being assumed by the new sidekick. All right, yeah. that's what I wanted to find yeah. out. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happens quite a bit. And the thing is that, you know, I'm right here. I can see. So with her, it's like she's not going to get rid of him because then that would make her look bad and it won't save face. And he can run around here in this neighborhood and talk ill of me like I did something to him. And then the neighbors run back to me, but I refuse to give anyone a show. I'm like, 
it's out there. If you look up his company, if you look up him, you'll see that he's a criminal and a bum, and she doesn't have anything. And had I not divorced him, we would still be married. And well, um, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah. you know, if you don't divorce somebody, you're still gonna, you will stay married. But huh. um, have you? What kind of lessons have you learned from that? Well, are you married again? No, no, not no. not now. But as like um, Debbie said before she got off the line, I took time out to heal from that because mm-hmm. by the time I left, he, you know, he, he was in this house, in in the house that I had built. This was a marital home, and before he right. left, he had torn this house up because he wanted to leave me with nothing, and he thought that he was going to take at that time one of my trucks, one of my vehicles because it embodied his company. And I made sure that anything of importance I had before I even got married. And he always was pushing for me to put his name on this house. And I wouldn't do that either, because that wasn't the plan when we got married. We were going to build a new house and um, keep this one as it was before as a rental. But, um, you know. Well, I'll, I'll let you get back to your show. Okay, I wanted to find out how what you meant about that sentence, and then when I was listening to Debbie, um, I was giving us, like I said, some of my layman's advice. I don't have the rest, <clears throat> I don't have the recipe for a perfect relationship, but I do know how to make sure that you don't stay in a in a very bad one. So anyway, right. yeah. don't stay in a very bad one. I think that you you hit the nail on the head with that. Is the fact that. Um, we shouldn't stay there. And for me, I only share my story because I want people to understand that we can move on from that. Even if it's in our face every day, we can stand up and move on and heal from it if that's what we choose to do. But a lot of people um, choose to stay. Yeah, because um, what I wanted to talk, say was when you choose to do it, that assumes that a person has the capability of making the right, right. choices. But when you're a hurt person who wants to hurt people, sometimes your neural network and your emotions, um, and I presume that there's some kind of chemicals or chemical imbalances involved as well, that that influences people's choices. And and I always hear that people, you know, we always have choices, you know, not just from you, but from everybody about every situation, political, marital, business, employment, et cetera. We have choices. We can we can choose between door number one and door number two. But that doesn't mean we know how to choose wisely. You may have 180 IQ, but your EQ might be 10. And if your EQ is 10, then you're going to act like a baby, a very intelligent right. baby, a very intelligent person with retarded development. But you're not going right. to get anywhere. So, that's, right. you know, that's, so I, I believe that we're all influenced by our by our past and yeah we want to get away from it but we don't know how and i don't think choices are that easy uh that come to us we want to do it but how come so many what's in your opinion why do you think so many people (laughs) stay in such crappy relationships because it's what they know and what they become comfortable with and a lot of times from what i've been told is that a lot of people Mm -hmm. are afraid of the unknown they are afraid of, well, I have this right now, but at least I have something. But what if, what if, the infamous what if, what if I go out there and I meet someone worse? What if I, well, then you, if you learn from this experience and you see the red flags, 
then that should tell you that you have to get out of that relationship. But then, like you said, let's look at it from another angle, too. Some people went into these bad relationships because they wanted someone to take care of them. So now Mm -hmm. they don't know how to survive on their own because they've never had to. They've always had that person to take care of them. And if that meant, okay, you're in my kingdom and you will be my concubine or you will be my whatever and you will do as I say and and I don't want to hear any back talk because you know this person is the breadwinner and you're the, you're the person that they're taking care of so a lot of times there's so many different scenarios to this and that's where it gets so um it gets challenging when I'm in whether I'm doing a mediation with couples and things and you hear this back and forth and a lot of people are just, and then if we're older, um, a lot of people are afraid. And that's one of the things that my ex-husband said was that he targets older women because he knows that as he put it, their biological time clocks have fallen off the wall and, and, you know, they've been taken out by the trash and he can manipulate them better. And, Unfortunately, that's yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah. But again, um, mm-hmm. oh. yeah, he can Go do ahead. that because the older women, there's, there's also uh, the fear of the unknown is uh, what you were talking about. They don't have the confidence of yeah. going out there and being the being the queen of the ball anymore. They've lost their looks, and for the vast majority of women, their face and their bodies are their currency. So if they've become old in their minds, and you know, and older. Then um, right. they feel that you know they're uh, they're not going to be easily uh, looked at and uh, don't have a lot of people being attracted to them. So then they settle. But then yep. um, if you yeah, so that's that's one of the problems. Yeah, but the, if you have a lousy self-image, if some people believe that they 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 think love and pain are synonymous, and they think that without pain they're not they're not feeling love, and we pe- people have to. They have to learn good self-image. They have to realize that, you know, you, you don't deserve to have um, pain on a constant level. You don't right. deserve it. And you have to make sure that your partner realizes it. And, you know, maybe you can help him. Maybe he can help you. Maybe not. But I am, I'm, I'm all for moving on quickly. <laughs> you know? Yep. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't, when I say moving on for me, that doesn't mean moving into another relationship, but it means getting out of this. And some people have said, oh, he was a nice guy. Why didn't you go to counseling? I'm sorry. What do you want him? Because you can have him. Because I think that for me, the older I get and the more that life has taught me is the fact that I don't need to stay in an unhealthy place. And I know that I come home to peace. And I don't have to yep. worry about, is this, this person out there doing something in my V? He doesn't even have a driver's license. And I'm like, you know, things like this, it's like, I don't I need to worry about. When I was married to him, I found in his belongings, you know, cleaning up tickets and things he no. got in my vehicle that he didn't pay, that he didn't tell me about. And then you go to get your tags renewed or something, and there's all of these tickets and things. I said, give me the money yeah. now. You know, to curse me out and threaten me and all of that. But I'm like, oh, hell no. And I said, you really misread me. You know, he was great Mm -hmm. and he was wonderful.
couple. We did the, the, the writing thing. We used to have our date nights before we got married. We'd go to church. We did the whole thing, but it was all just a facade. And when I figured yeah. out that the person that I loved didn't exist, he had to go. And the neighbor just made it easy. And I sent her one text message. I said, you can have him and make sure mm-hmm. that when you come and get him, he takes nothing from this house but what he brought into it, which was nothing and lies. So, therefore, make sure that when you take care of your man child, your male child, because he's not a man, then that's all that he takes. Don't make me have to knock on – back then, mommy and daddy was still alive, and she was still shacking up with them because she couldn't even afford anything on her own. So, again, when I say that's a match made in hell – but they make for good show content, which is what I told him before we got divorced. I said, you guys are going to make for great show content. But again, you're right. When you know that it's going sideways for you and you're putting everything into that significant other and you see that you're being used and abused and your boundaries are not being respected, I say this, people, stop wasting time because it'll it'll be better next week than it'll be next month then it'll be in six months, then it'll be in two years. And before you know it, we've spent our whole lives waiting for that change that will never come. That never comes. Yeah. Right. Um, you, yeah, and you were talking about um, seeking out a therapist. Now, Debbie had gone to see a therapist who had actually made her realize that some of the transgressions that were going on in her relationship did come from her. She actually made a mountain out of a molehill in one situation. So that was good. I'm for therapy if a person knows how to choose the right therapist, but I'm also one that sides with you in that you don't have to stay with that person to go to therapy. You know, you can move out and we can still go to therapy, but you're out, you know, bye-bye. Right. Right. Exactly. And I've done shows where I said, know who you're getting advice from. I tell people, people, vet me, vet everyone, but not everyone out here is, should be giving advice. Some people go to their pastors and churches, and they give some of the worst advice. Y'all, the Bible says you should go home and get your head bashed in. Say what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, or, or you, you're listening to the inexperienced experts. I wouldn't do this, and I wouldn't. And so many people listen to their girlfriends and their home guys or whatever, and I'm like, Well, some people, they're already creeping with your man or woman anyway, and then you're listening to these people because they're already alone and miserable, and they want you to become alone and miserable too. But, you know, again, it depends on the scenarios. And then you have the times when the side chicks tend to want the wives gone, and I – because I work in law, um, a lot of times you hear these stories where they want to attack the wife to get her out of the way to make room for them. It can go so many different ways in this world, but the show tonight was about bringing light to different aspects of this whole infidelity situation. And then, like you said, learning how, Hey, how did you heal from it? When you experienced it, how did I heal from it to make people understand And some people could be upset. They're like, that's a guy. Why is he talking? Well, because he called in and he had something very important to say. And, you know, we we need to understand that in order for us to fix this, we do. We have to share and we have to communicate. And it's not one-sided for anyone. 
And that's no, where and I that's- did bring, yeah. I didn't, and I didn't bring just a male perspective. When I was talking about taking out the piece of paper, that's for both people. That, is, right. that helps um, the, the future girlfriend and the future boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's that's the beauty of that's why I said thank you so much for calling in. I love when when we get the male perspective because I have had listeners say, Well, you know, why are you not all in you're trying to t-? wait. Men hurt too. Men have stories too. What are you saying to me? It's not a oh, we're all women, so we should stick together. I'm like, sisters, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And like Debbie said, she didn't even know that she was the side chick when she was. My neighbor knew exactly what she was doing when she did it. And there could be other stories out there like that. The thing is that it's done. What's done is done. The means may be different, but the end is the same. Someone is left broken. And we need to acknowledge it. And um, if we were the cause of it, we need to have that accountability. If we were victimized, we need to make sure that we don't fall into the realm of identifying ourselves as a victim, because the minute that we become victims, we fall into that unhealthy place that's 10 times harder to get out of. So I always tell people that I was victimized, but I'm not a victim because that mm-hmm. mentality can be detrimental to life itself. So, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you usually, yeah, you can make yourself extremely vulnerable. You can also pass up good relationships that way. You can have a, um, a view about life that is kind of skewered. Yep. But I also, you, you brought up um, about where you're going to get your advice from and bringing things to the table. There are women that I've talked to who believe that they don't like the term, for, especially for women, to bring something to the table. Now, there was a relationship counselor that was on BTR uh, last year sometime. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there's about a half a dozen of them that come up on BTR. But this one, I asked her, what do you think women should bring to the table? You know what she said? Mm-hmm. Beauty. I said, that's good, but what else? I mean, if men are going to bring the protection and provide hats, well, what do you think women should? And she kind of tap danced around it, and uh, she made it her particular uh, message that men should be grateful if they have a woman who is beautiful and that's basically it and she was the nicest one of the relationship counselors that i talked to <laughs> but you know you gotta you do have to worry huh? you see another thing too people don't know how to discern good advice from bad advice because we're all trapped up with their own particular hurt and pain so their view on life is very skewed and uh here comes the big if again if people know how to break away from their pain to take a look at life as it is it's very very helpful but how do you do that when you've gone through three really bad breakups or four bad breakups or your first love cheated on you and you married somebody and the marriage of your life uh, turned out to be a you know a facade and, and uh, nothing but a mirage it's very, mm-hmm. very, uh, very, very hard to, to take a look at life in the future and say, "Yeah, life is so bright. I've got my, I got my shades on." Nah, <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. Right, <laughs> right, and that's the cycle that needs to be broken. And for that, um, 
you know, if we go back to what I said earlier, that's why I said you need to vet and really look into who, who we're getting advice from. Because not only that, but for that, that counselor, now I always say that I'm the voice of relationship recovery, but that counselor, whatever she was to say, bring beauty. What, what about the people who don't consider themselves beautiful or what society says is beautiful or that definition of beauty? They have a little weight to them. You know, maybe they're not what society says is beautiful. I mean, to take, Oh, this is the answer. Just be beautiful. What does that mean to someone who has low or no self-esteem? She's not helping to be a part of the solution. She's adding to the problem. And anybody can come in a beautiful wrapper and, you know, you can have the most beautiful wrapper for a piece of candy or something. And then when you take a taste, it's, it's awful. And for her to say, just be beautiful and men should be happy for that. I'm like, are you talking about a relationship? Is she a relationship coach or transactional coach? Because there are some people who want their women to be beautiful. There are some um, people that I know where they paid to have their their um, female um, partners enhanced and beautified and all of this. But uh, as we get older, our bodies change, we change. There are people who I went to school with. I don't recognize them walking down the street. I'm like, whoa, you really changed. You got older. Wow. You recognize me, but I don't know who you are. And again, uh, that thing about predicating everything on beauty, that, that was, that was, that, that didn't even strike, sit well with me. I wish I had been on that um, show with you on that day. I would have been like, excuse me. Yeah. Relationship. Um, person here you know I help people fix this uh what do you mean by just be beautiful because whether men men want to admit it or not you know it's always good to say I know you might tell me or someone may tell me I got this babe I don't need it but it's good to know that in case something ever happens to you hey I can carry us too I believe in letting the man be all that he wants to be because some women are like I'm women's rights and blah 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 I like them. Listen, I run a company. I do all of that. And I can still come home and cook a full course meal and still allow him to be the man of the house. I don't mind that. I have a very um, modern outlooks, but I have a lot of old fashioned ways. And for me, again, I'll let him do whatever he wants to do. But in the, if something happens to him, I know that, hey, I can carry us too until you get back on your feet. What if, what if, what if he gets sick? What if he has an accident or something? Or what if heaven forbid his world falls apart financially or he loses his big time job and so many women. Well, he's, yeah. He's just going to lose. He's just going to lose his part because all she knows is, is that, well, I'm beautiful and he should be grateful. And now he's not, he's not wearing the protection for, and providing that because he's injured. He's going to be injured for the job an extended period of time, uh, then why do I need him for? So what she, but, and she was one of the better relationship counselors that I had talked to. I, I had talked to about, let's say there's about five other ones that came on DTR. She was the sweetest one and the very, and the easiest one to talk to. So I don't know why she had that particular attitude. Um, but you see, there's a reason why they're called relationship counselors because they didn't go to school to get a degree in psychology. So they do not have 
an accredited degree. They're just allowed by law to call themselves that and to give their own advice. Mm, they don't have to be licensed. They don't have to be certified. Some of them might actually be better than a lot of psychologists, but uh, again, it's up to the potential client to know how to discern what's good and what's bad. Right. Um, and, and as Americans, we don't know how to do that at all. We don't know how to discern truth from fiction in politics and relationships. Um, just like kids, they don't know how to discern truth from uh, fiction when they when they see a cartoon at the age of five. <laughs> they have to be taught that you know Donald Duck does not exist. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Um, but that's the that's just the problem with uh, with most Americans. The way that we're trained and indoctrinated with brainwash bull crap. Um, yes. That's just it's it's sad though, you know, you would think. It is. Well it is. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's very sad and it's very concerning that it seems like we're dummying down by the day. And um that's what makes all of this so it makes it harder because when you know, I, I speak with some people. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't understand. Um, what, what what do you want out of this? What what what? Where do you want to go? And some people, and I think we said this earlier, they're just happy. Well, they're not happy, but they are comfortable where they are. It's what they know, and they're so afraid of stepping out and going into something new to heal from this trauma so yeah I mean, it's, not Hello, just, it's not just people not just people with relationships i was hired years ago to help a company make some progress and change their particular protocol but when as soon as i got hired the boss said well we don't do this here and he didn't want to make the changes necessary for which i was hired so it happens in business a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. And we can learn a lot from one, just because we're talking about relationships and the degradation of them doesn't mean that the lessons learned cannot be applied in other areas of life. The problem is that, I think we said it earlier, do the people who... We're sitting out here, we're having this discussion about, do they want to be helped? Or are they just so broken and so used to being where they are, they would prefer to stay there? And I've had people who want to attack me for telling them the truth. It's like, you know what? You're not ready for me. Maybe you can go out there and talk to the counselor that you've talked to before. Go talk to that person. But there are people out there that I know that I cannot expend my energy on to try to help. And even if they know my story, then it's like, well, you're just angry. Why am I angry? I divorced him and he makes a good show content and I date, I go out. If I wanted to be remarried to someone, I probably could, but that's not where I am in my life right now. So again, if I wanted to have a good meal and a great conversation, yes, I could say, hey, so until you want to go out this weekend, you want to hang out. I've done that recently. But again, we cannot sit in that place where we have nothing but four walls and memories. And I think that that's where a lot of people um, 
where that hurts them a lot. Uh, welcome to the callers and the call query. If you want to join our conversation or share your story, uh, whatever side you're on, uh, please feel free to press the number one on your phone. It will alert me and I will bring you into our discussion. We have a few more moments in the uh, our discussion this evening. Um, if you would, oh, here we go. You ready, caller? We have another caller who wants to join in the discussion. So, 1650, welcome. Good evening. Good afternoon. My name is Pastor Don Jean, CEO. Shouts out to Mr. Joe and shouts out to everybody out there in radio land that's hearing the sound of my voice for the first time. Hey, Pastor Don, how you doing? Haven't talked to you since uh, Tuesday. <laughs> hey, man, we moving, man. <laughs> okay, so you two know each other. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah, you've got a having... you've got a scratchy you've got a bad connection, Pastor. I do. Yeah. I don't well, you did a minute ago. I haven't moved the phone. Did anything? I don't understand. That's no, okay now. Y'all can hear me? Okay. Yep. I'm just yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm here. So, Pastor, go ahead. Tell us about um um. I know that you're about to bring a different perspective to all of this. So uh, if you want to join into the conversation, please feel free to tell me um, what your views are and how you would, what advice would you give to people who have experienced these types of issues and how they can move on? Well, first off, I've been pastoring all my life and I, I'm really adamant about the word marriage, but it's a commitment between two individuals. And when you add your friends, and it changes the whole dynamics of the whole situation. So it's it's so many ways I can attack this topic. But we live in a society that's lived out through social media. And because we live in that society, not everybody's social with the people who's in the media, if that makes sense. Yep, media influence. Yeah. Yes. Yes, come to think of it, yes, because there are a lot of programs out here now that um, even soap operas, I was talking to Debbie earlier, I said there's a soap opera that comes on where there's this woman who is trying to break up another relationship because she wants the man, and she doesn't mind, you know, playing the side chick role until she gets him, and um, some other talk show that's on where they had an affair while they were filming the show, and so many things going on, but yes, social influence is a big problem. And I think that what our last caller said was that um, we're the indoctrination and the manipulations and how we're, our brains are being trained now, we are really falling for any and everything and the influence of social media and um, television and all of that is becoming a big uh, factor in all of this. Amen. And I, I feel like this. if you spend time to go down to the courthouse and get your marriage license, it doesn't do you any justice by going to hook up with somebody else. There's no point to waste time. That's the most precious commodity in the world. Can't be brought so to replace. So keeping in within your topic, I believe that uh, love goes sideways when you stop communicating. And it even hurts worse when you 
burying your work and you can't find time to make time for your loved one. On that note, I land my plane. And that's a look, that's another section for another I hope you all call back in when I do another show on this because that's adding another dynamic to it. Because a lot of times you ever have those conversations where they say, you know, you work so hard to get the individual and then once you get them you start to slack right. off and you don't want to do yeah. and, and ladies and ladies, I, listen, let me tell you ladies something. I wanna be healthy for me. I want to feel beautiful for me, first and foremost. Um, if I catch the eye of someone and he, I catch his and he catches mine and we do this communication thing, and one thing that I said earlier is that a lot of times we're jumping into things. This is such a fast-paced, me-first world. We're not taking time to yeah. date, to get to know one another, to really communicate and put those those expectations and what we feel out there. So yes, now I, I gotta say this. Uh, I, I come from the time when you had to court somebody. You couldn't just go hook up. You actually had to meet their parents, meet their fathers, then you can actually go out on a date. But if you don't meet the parents and the fathers, and they can't fool you, you can't go. Right. Maybe we need to go back to that. But and now that brings up another problem. Now you have. The parents who still want to act like they're in their heyday and they're out there doing their thing and the children are raising themselves. So, oh, we lost the other caller, too. I hope he calls back. Um, but society as a whole, the, the family structure has been deteriorated and. Children are raising children. You have the adults who, you know, a lot of these older seasoned women are still trying to wear the same clothes that they wore when they were in high school. And they're, you know, the dating Mm -hmm. apps now helping and they're, they're, they're living out their fantasies of who they want to be. And then they're getting their feelings hurt when they're meeting people face to face. And then some of them, you know, these, these predatory people, men and women are out here looking for easy marks to take care of them. They can get the money. They'll tell them what they want to hear. Like I said, put those beautiful lies out there for them to listen to. And then they take and take and take until there's nothing left. And then they'll move on to the next victim. Um, but when it comes down to side chicks, how they become, Amen. whatever, if you're doing the right thing that you're doing, ladies, I'm talking to the ladies right now, ladies, if you wanted to be beautiful and work out and do all of that, just to get him before you got him, Work out and continue to do that. And if you can't cook, learn. Because, I'm, like I said, I have a lot of, 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 you know, current outlooks on life and things, but I have a lot of old-fashioned ways. I'm like this. I'm not going to all of a sudden, you can meet me and I'm Miss Universe, and then suddenly I'm going to be sitting on the couch every day looking like a frog on a, on a toadstool or something, and then just going to be like, hey, babe, that's that's not – you know, you can't be one person on this end and then not on another. And I get it. We have children. Our bodies change as we get older. But you can still do things to be on point from where you are because our bodies are going to change. It does. I mean, it's going to happen. And so is his. But we can be on point together. We can go for together we can take care of one another we can be healthy together we can still be the best people that we can be together so again is it so many 
dynamics to this, Pastor. It's just um, we could talk about it for the next for this entire season and never hit on everything. But yes, uh, I'm sure I got a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of responses after the show with people writing in about well, you said this and I said, hey, this show is about real people and real talk. And if you're not ready for it, then there's a lot of other shows that are live when I'm live. So feel free. And that's it. So, Amen. So I'm, I'm definitely with you. Oh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to um, touch on anything else before uh, the show is over, I'm going to yield uh, this time to you because the person that you knew, it looks like he's fallen off the call. But... Um, Give us some word of wisdom. You know, all the I'm not one to follow the crowd, so I won't say give us them golden nuggets. I can't stand that. I titanium <laughs> So if you have some oh, wow. titanium bits you want to share, feel free because I, yeah, I, I I don't I mm, no nuggets yet. Your phone is breaking up. Nope, whatever you did before. Nope. It's still breaking up. I'm calling the right now. I'm calling the computer. I'm calling the computer. I'm calling the computer. But yeah, I'd love to hear what you'd have to say, but yeah, you know, this is the beauty of, um, this is the beauty of having live callers and doing shows live is that it is what it is. And we, um, we're going to wait and see if pastor can come back to give us his, uh, okay, hold on. 1619. Yes, ma'am. Wow. That is me. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes. This is much better. I don't know what was going on. I said, the technology. Devil is <laughs> yes, it is technology. But again, uh, I, I want to give you some power words and these are the words I encourage myself every day before I start my day. And I'm going to read it, and it goes just like this. Uh, This is the day, my day. I will control what I can and release of that which I can't. I will be confident in my words and in myself. Resilience will trump rejection. Favor will overcome frustration. For every yes, I have secured the victory. For every no, I plan to see. Every contact is a new opportunity, a new challenge, a moment of truth. I'm important. I make a difference. I'm blessed from above, inspired by those around me. I am powerful. I am loved. Each time of the moment, I'm thankful. For I have become stronger. For I have become stronger. For I have become stronger. Today is my day. This is my calling. I'm the voice of and for me, the unborn, the sick, the incarcerated, the hungry. I'm an ambassador for Mandy, created by the Almighty, faithful to all. I shall prevail. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. And I have to say that, that daily affirmation before I get up and get on the phone. I have the winning team 
It's a collective of 300 business owners all across the globe. Everybody's working on their business, brand, product, and service. But I have to say that before I start picking up the phone because I have so many people I deal with. So sometimes I'm picking up the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm here to help. And I, 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 I honestly am not ready for the whirlwind and bag of problems that people have. So it, all I can say to you is um, – the side chick thing is a very deep, deep topic. I don't agree with it, me personally. At the same time, it's a lot of people that's living in that. And I, I personally, I know what being married is. I've been married three times. So after being married three times and going through all the things I went through in life, you got to remember there is a God, and he's going to put you in a position where you need to go. You're not going to know it. You're not going to plan on it. But somehow or another, he's going to find a way to show up, guaranteed, every time. On that note, I'll end my plan. Thank you so much for joining this evening. And welcome to uh, the um, nation over in uh, our chat room. If you have a question or comment, feel free to type it before we go. Uh, anyone else in our call query, if you'd like to join in on our conversation, press the number one on your phone. And like you, Pastor, I'm going to say this again. Um, I've been married twice, and I learned a lot from the first one, and that's how I knew that I wasn't going to put up with the added crap in the second one. Um, so, again, uh Earlier, before you had come on, uh, when Debbie was on, she was talking about the fact that she was the side chick, but she didn't even know it. And oh, wow. the way that he presented himself was, um, you know, sometimes they come in the infamous beautiful lies and the beautiful rappers. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, you know, you're dating publicly and you have no clue and then someone, you know, some surly person decided that they were going to tell her, not just come right out of pillar side and tell her. But I believe she said that they um, said, said, is his wife still pregnant? Something like that. And she didn't know oh, wow. what was going on. So, again, but then in my story, you know, the neighbor knew exactly what she was doing. And, you know, I, but I know what she has. So, again, my trash Amen. is her trash. She's just willing to put up with it. And, again, to see everything that I refused to do, like he said, she would do. I didn't get him a Ford F-150. She did. Now it's been repossessed twice because he wasn't paying for it. So, again, you know, and they're living in her dead parents' house now. But can he afford a box on the bridge without this? No. He's still a bum and a con man. So, again, (laughs) people, it's okay. He's not my problem. And I, I always share my, my journey and my story to try to get the listener to understand that, hey, I'm here. My house is paid for. Theirs isn't. And when the money, when the mm-hmm. death money runs out, I'm pretty sure that they won't be able to pay the taxes or anything else. And while he's busy talking about his single family home on the acre plus of land that he hasn't paid oh, well. a penny for because he's living his best life. That's no longer my problem. So why Mm. do so many men and women get upset and bent out of shape when they lose something like that? Or someone who's putting their hands on you inappropriately or making you feel like you're a child of a lesser God, whether it's mentally, physically, or emotionally. And so many Mm. people, "Eh, they left me, they left me. Okay. (laughs) But you don't 
You're not getting beat up anymore. You're not getting bruised anymore. You're not, you know, you're not exhausting your bank account and not paying your bills because you're giving somebody with some sob of story all of your money. And I say, I was left with faith, forgiveness, and four cents. If my ex-husband knew that, that he wanted to be with the neighbor and she was the new Mark, he should have been man enough to pack up his nothing and lies and move out. Amen. And that's the thing. Don't hurt me and tear up what's mine because you're, you, you're too cowardly to move on into your next mark because you'd rather have your cake and eat it too until you're sure that you have a foothold with the neighbor who's weak that you think you can control. And that's exactly what he got. And to this day, I said, if people, if you go back to my shows when we were in the middle of my divorce, I put everything out there that he told me. And right now he is living his best lie. He said he was going to get into that house. Daddy got sick. Then suddenly mommy died a few months after daddy, and here they come moving into the house. So neither one of them looks like they work anywhere. I said, this man has gotten fraudulent PPP loans. He's done all types of things, but how do you buy back a repossessed truck? And then they come back and have the truck repossessed again. Who? Oh, wow. Does that, but hey, he comes in every night. He still has a key to the house, and every day he comes up there and he gets the mail from the mailbox and he rifles through it. So if anything is bad is coming, she won't know because she would have known that the truck that's in her name was about to be repoed if he wasn't intercepting that mail. So mm-hmm. again, when I say that that person, that the side chick, if she's willing to put up with the trash, hey. I told him years ago, I said, him and her would make for good show topics me. I said, I'm going to make money off of you. I said, I'm going to write about oh, wow. you in my book. I'm going to do everything. So turn <laughs> that negative into a blessing. I'm like, amen. Because I'm like, y'all, ladies, stop. Gentlemen, stop. Stop wallowing in your sorrow. If that's all that you had, you didn't have anything when you had it. Now you're mad because it's gone to someone else. Mm, oh, my mm, goodness, mm. please stop. Just stop playing and heal from this. Heal from this. Move on. Learn how to stand on your own two feet so that if you get into another bad relationship, this last relationship will show you the red flags to look out for and not to ignore, but you'll be in a better place to be able to survive on your own. And that's all Amen. I have to say about it. <laughs> That's all and I, I, I have one more uh, subject. I, I think love is missing from a lot of the side piece conversation because if you love someone, you don't go out and find something else. Truly. Truly. And if you respect even the side piece, you know, even if you respect the side piece, either way, there's some level of disrespect going on. And it's really. One of these things where tonight we're just talking about it, people, and when Debbie and I do another show, we'll be getting delving deep into how do we move forward from this, where we can let that go, where we're not stalking the person that left us, where we're not stressing over who they're with. And I wonder this, and they better not in. It doesn't matter. You have the chance to be healthy and heal. 
I personally believe that we as a people, we have to bring love back into our relationship because when you love someone, you don't cheat on the ones you love. And I think that's a big missing factor in a lot of relationships today. People meet each other on Facebook, they hook up, they go have a date, and next thing you know, they're married. And we don't have no courting. And you you can't drive a Maserati if you never go give a Pinto, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I, yep. I feel like the love is, is a big key word. Uh, uh, that's one of the biggest uh that's one of the biggest issues we deal with in relationships, people getting married just because of their stature and their social status, but they're not getting married because they love someone or they know the person they actually married. Right. Again, is it a relationship or is it a transaction? Correct. Because a lot of are not relationships anymore. They are transactions. If you just joined us in a call query and you'd like to be on air, press the number one on your phone. I'll bring you into our conversation. We have a few more moments left in our program. Um, this is a really deep topic. If you would like to share your story quickly or you have some titanium tidbits because we don't do golden nuggets on this show, um, press the number one on your phone. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, over in our chat room, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to type it. Uh, this is the beginning. We are just returning. This is our first show of the season. We're going to be Amen. doing shows for. Um, we're going to be doing some more shows throughout the year. Can I can't do them every week like I used to because my life has changed and I have a lot going on. I'm usually away. So, but when we do, please, uh, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, of course. Click the reminder button, follow me, um, and that way you'll know when the new shows are coming so that we can pick up on all the topics. The title of this program is Healing Through Hurt. Mm. And when I write it out, actually, the H, the E, the A, and the L are all in uppercase, and the TH is in uppercase because it emphasizes on health. So, again, in order to get healthy in order for us to bring back the love and bring back and heal our family structures like you said number one we're getting into these transactions not relationships but transactions with the way that the world is going so many of us we're looking for that financial stability but not the familial We don't have the family part in that structure. We want the finances. But money is easy come, easier go. So, again, someone could be on top of the world today and be broke as all get out tomorrow. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves. Can we survive if we don't have someone taking care of us? Can we move on when a relationship is over? No one, for me. I was married. So no one goes into a marriage with the expectation that it will fail. But now you do have, now, Pastor, I'm going to say something that I've said before. May not apply to you, but there are some people who run to their pastors. The pastors say, the Bible say, you know, you should be submissive to the man. So let me understand, Pastor. Are you telling me to go back home and let him finish banging my head in until I'm dead? Let me make sure we Not me. Come on. You know what I'm I'm, I, I yes, say, ma'am. know who you're getting information from. Know who's giving you guidance. 
if you have someone who is saying things that just, well, you're telling me to go back to my hurtful place instead of giving me the resources to know how to move on. I've had people, this show has been around for years, and some people have said, well, you know, I like my fancy cars, and I like my fur coats, and I'm like my this, but he mistreats me. Say what? So let me understand. So you'd rather have the fancy cars and the fur coats. Is that um, before they put he put you in ICU or before he put you in the ground? Which one? Mm, you know. Mm. So again, I'm 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 all for healing, but ladies, uh, you know, when the first show first started, they thought it was all about man bashing. I'm like, nope. Because ladies, some of you are guilty as sin. Fellas, some of you are guilty as sin. So again, this show, we welcome everyone here, male, female, whatever you identify with. If you have a story to tell, then this is where you are welcome to talk about anything that hurts from that point to the healing process, to that journey. So again, um, Pastor, I hope that you do call back in. And the other gentleman who called that you knew, we were getting into a really good conversation. I hope that he calls back again. I love it when the gentlemen call in. We do, I used to have gentlemen call in from all over the world. Um, I love to hear different perspectives. And we cannot come to the true solution if it's one-sided. Because I can Amen. tell you all, I don't have the answers. I don't have. I can't think like a male can think. I'm sorry. I'm Amen. early girl, long every day. But Amen. when we every every side to it, it helps us to heal properly. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. And as so. you're speaking, just to give you a tidbit. I'm taking 300 people on my winning team. I'm telling everybody we have a great topic. It's a good show. The lines are open. If you if you on the winning team, you understand my voice. Press one on your keypad. Let me know if you got a text message, please. And when that note, I land my plane. But I, I definitely agree with everything you're saying. You're really speaking from real knowledge. And matter of fact, I actually want to talk to you after the show. So if you could, please give me a call. I don't want to get into your actual time because I know we got a scheduled time. But I would like to have a, a real conversation with you. Okay. I believe we at can the, help out each other. At the um the number that you called in on this one, yeah. Well, the yes, other one. Yes, ma'am. Is- please. Yeah, I, I have two numbers. I call from my computer, but I'm actually on my cell phone. I don't know what happened. I guess it's the Wi-Fi, but you couldn't hear me, but now you can hear me crystal clear. Yes, now you're crystal clear. But if you listen back to the show and you get to that point, yeah, you should hear. This is really, I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't hear him at all. I don't know what he's trying to say, and I know it's something good. But, yeah, um, this works. So, yes, I will definitely uh, reach out to you and give you a call. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I am literally not feeling well tonight, but the show must go on. I will text you and then we can set up a time to talk that way. um, It would work a lot better because when I get off from here, I'm going to go and get me some hot tea and honey and I'm going to try to rest a while because I'm really running on empty to be honest. Um, But I will text you when the show is over. And um, okay. we can set up a time to talk then. 
But thank you so Definitely. much for being here. Please send me um, your email as well so I can send you some information. So when you be on the phone, we'll be ready to go. Okay. I will do that I as well. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining in this evening. And thank you over the nation in the chat room. Do you have anything you want to add before we end the program? Because uh, you're still there. Thank you for sticking it out with us, listening. Um, if you have anything you'd like to say, uh, now is your time before we end the program. And for those of you who ask all the time who the opening song is, her name is Tori Lee, and the title is Good Music. She was a guest on the show in the very beginning, and she is a singer. And I told her that her, her song would always be the opening song for uh, Healing Through Hurt. So the name of the song is Good Music, and the artist's name is Tori, T-O-R-I. Lee. Thank you, Nation. Thank you so much. Nation says, great show. Thank you again. I hope that you will join in again. Um, I'll probably be doing a show right now once a month because I have a very busy schedule. But uh, next month, we'll be tapping into something else, dealing with healing through hurt. Uh, Or we may do part two of the Side Chick Conversation. Um, probably will do Side Chick Part 2 and we can continue where we are leaving off this evening so with that said I am as always the Shebro right here at our ground zero C. Maria Wall aka the mediator and I want to pray each and every one of you enough As I always do, this is our time to unwind, sit back, and chill. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten those rainy days of yours. And I also pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I want to pray each and every one of you enough strength and courage, faith, whatever may be knocking at your door right now at this very moment and beyond. I pray each and every one of you enough. I can't say that enough. Listen, I am here for you. I know I've been there, done that. I was left with nothing but faith, forgiveness, and four cents to my name. I rebuilt Mm. everything. I rebuilt my empire. I know what it's Mm. like, people. I know what it's like. I have, I'm practically debt-free. My house is almost paid for. I have four months. Four months. So I know, and as a woman of faith growing up in the church, I can say the great I am has saved me many times. But in the same Amen. breath as a lot of people say that the great, you know, God this and God that, God wants you to be proactive in your own rescue. And what does that mean? That means that you have to know who you're getting information from. You have to know that it's not going to be an easy journey. I'm here to tell you all that this is going to be ugly as sin while you're trying to dig yourself out, to trying to climb out from that depth, from that hole that you have been in for so long. Sometimes nothing but faith. Your faith. 
and your belief in yourself, that person that you see in the mirror. And, of course, I'm here. We're here for Healing Through Hurt and all of the guests. All of those people, we're here to help you. We're here to give you those titanium tidbits to help you to heal. But you have to want to heal. Amen. With that said, thank you so much for joining, Pastor. Um, if you want to give your first name, that would work well, too, because I know that the oh, other okay. caller said, hey, Pastor. Oh, yes. My name is Donnell Green Jr., and I go by Pastor Don Jr., CEO. Y'all can put that on Google and find out a lot about me. But I I have 300 winning team members, and I really believe that you own something special. That's why I want to talk to you after the show. I don't want to stop your radio time because radio airspace is prevalent and important. So uh, I, I look forward to speaking to you after the show. Uh, get a text, whatever. But I'm texting 300 people, telling everybody, come on. So, again, uh, we do welcome people to come on here if you have a program or something that, you know, can help people that's wonderful. And, again, people, I'm not saying I don't know Pastor or his program just yet, but, again, look into it if you choose to do so. Make sure that you vet everything properly. And if it's something that you want to look into further, then feel free to do so because maybe the Pastor's program is exactly what you need. Amen. Or maybe not. We don't know. But again, this show is to help people. If I can help people and then they have a program that can help others, then so be it. But again, that's up to you to know, to have that thing that we spoke about earlier, your discernment, to do your homework and look at you the program. If it resonates with you, then hey, do you and go for it. And that's all that I can say about it. But again, um, thank you so much for being here, Pastor Green. Yes, um, thank you to your other caller that you knew. Please relay that. Thank him for joining in. Um, I will be back again next month, people, with another session of Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio. Um, and Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio is sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated, which is an IRS-approved and recognized 501 cc nonprofit. So just so that you all go know, and you can visit our website at thewallfoundationinc.org. If you want to reach me on my private email, it's letsgrow at cmariawall.com. Um, send me a message if you want to reach us through the website. Again, it's thewallfoundationinc.org. We do have contact forms there. Uh, you can fill out your information there if you'd like to talk to us or you'd like some more information on our mediation services or life coaching or whatever you need, or if you just need that listening ear, reach out. And I promise you, myself and my staff will be there. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you, Pastor. I hope to hear from you again, and I will be sending you uh, my information in a text, um, yes, probably when I talk to the uh, program. And then we can go from there. But thank you again. Thank you to Nation over in our call query. And thank you to everyone sitting over. Oh, I'm sorry. In our chat room for Nation and in our call query. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for sticking it out for our return program, our first show of our new season. So, again, until next time, be well, be blessed. And I hope to talk to you all again soon. And for those of you who have asked in Messenger, 
I'm going to end the program as we begin with Corey Lee's good music. So until next time, be well, and I hope to see you all again soon and know that you deserve the absolute best. You do deserve that. Stop putting up with the cream of the crap. You deserve the cream of the crop. I'll see you next time. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Oh, 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 with only good music. Something about the things you say stays in my mind. I wanna sit down and listen to you. I listen all night. Melody, the arrangement makes my body go so crazy. A time of man, I love beat. It's the way the music comes over me. The emotions I get, I won't fight. Sometimes the music gets you to make you cry, then dry your eyes. You know when the music is the way you can hide I get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Take my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good Please don't stop the music Cologne strum my pain with the fingers I could really use it Quiet storms full of purple rain My Sharia more lovely as a summer day I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye In my headphones till the music starts to fade away I give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot Yeah, uh Now would you buy me a drink just to take me home? Put your game in a song just to make me moan. I like my Robin Dick, me alone. A thug album, triple shots, that's a trace. I get lost in your words, it feels so good.